For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in third and final hour here on Friday on the first day of September. And that means when it is Friday in a C8 a.m. hour, it's time to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her today is Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. Good morning, Councilors. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Jim. And uh, I know it's. I know we didn't get a chance to speak last week, uh, Council President Morad. Did you enjoy a week of not having to hear my annoying questions? <laughs> Your questions are not annoying, and uh, actually, you took me and my puppy dog out of our routine, so I was lost all day last Friday. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was stuck. I uh, ended up getting a a twelve hour delay for my flight. Uh, when I got to Detroit to get from Detroit to Sault Ste. Marie, I was stuck in the airport for 12 hours and had to sleep on the airport floor and had to had to go underground for a tornado warning too. Wow! Yeah, quite quite the yeah. experience. Uh, so, you know, so I'm good? sorry that I'm sorry that um, you know that happened to you. But air travel in the last couple of weeks has been awful between mm. all the turbulence for the hurricanes and the tornadoes and everything else. People are having such a tough tough time traveling it's not really expected this time of year you know yeah that's why it's why it's better to just have a staycation here this labor day weekend right lots <laughs> lots of things going on here you don't even have to get into a plane so, very, very true. so i know that since uh, since we last spoke council president moore there was a, a finance committee meeting what, what was discussed in that meeting that we had a good meeting um you know, one of the items that we took care of was we had a loan order in front of us for water and wastewater, um, uh, $5 million in water, uh, almost $2 million in wastewater. And uh, these are through the uh, grant, the uh, uh, Clean Water Act grant that we have. Uh, the loans will be at 0% for a while and then 2% thereafter. And uh, these are for projects that we're, we're doing here in the city that need to be done in the and the ancient infrastructure, and there are also uh, projects that are mandated uh, by the EPA and the DEP. Uh, unfortunately, there's no funds that come with that. Government really should fix that, especially communities like New Bedford and other across the country who have aging infrastructure. And the other really exciting thing on that agenda, and I know Councilor Giesta was on vacation and wasn't able to join us, but we approved the TIF for a company who's opening a second location here in the city. Um, you know, it's Windward Power Systems and Superfly Enterprises. They've been operating in Fahaven for quite some time, and they're uh, trying to take advantage of what they see to be the emerging wind uh, market, and they're relocating. Well, they're actually 
building a new structure here in New Bedford and they expect to employ you know, five to ten people for good-paying jobs over the course of the TIF. So we were anxious to talk to the gentleman who operates the company to learn about the history of the company. It's family-owned. Uh, he joined his dad, and uh, we're excited to bring them in. So that will get final approval from us on the September 14th uh, council agenda. So, uh, Councilor Yeah, I'm sorry. No, go right ahead, Councilor Jess. I was just no, going to no, ask you your thoughts. Oh, well, as Council President Morad just said, unfortunately, I was not at that meeting. Um, but I always support any new business that comes into the city. And um, so, I mean, I'm glad that they're coming to New Bedford. But uh, I will say at this time, I'm not a big fan of wind. And I know that that's been an ongoing discussion uh, in our city, uh, I'm just afraid, uh, you know, we, we really, you know, we have a great industry here called uh, fishing, and uh, I'm just a little concerned that we're really not um, supporting our fishermen and our fishing fleet uh, a little bit more. Um, again, I, I appreciate the new business coming into the city. I, I hope it does create the jobs uh, that we expect. But I do hope that we don't turn our backs on the fishing industry. Yeah, well, there was there was reporting this week from from Colin Hogan and New Bedford Light that uh, there might not be as many jobs as as uh, what we were being told to begin with. Yeah, and as we know, Blue Harvest uh, is shutting down, and um, you know there was a good article about that. And I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sold on wind. I really am not. I think we have, uh, we should look into other alternative uh, energy uh, resources and sources. I don't know if um, putting a turbine out in the ocean uh, is the smartest thing. Uh, I mean, the idea that this is not going to affect marine life just boggles my mind. Um, I'm not an expert at all, but it doesn't, it takes, it's just common sense that when you uh, disrupt um, a living, uh, you know, water source like that, um, marine mammals, and just the underground uh, natu natural natural uh, system that we have in the ocean. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't understand it, um, and I'm very surprised that we don't have more pushback from so-called environmentalists. And I've always said. Uh, that there are no better environmentalists out there than our fishermen. They're not going to ruin their livelihood. Um, and what I'm seeing is the potential of ruining our livelihood here in New Bedford. And, and I hope I'm wrong. I truly am. Um, I hope I am wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, and to add to that, you know, um, several of us, Councilor Jester as well, have been concerned for some time about the city putting all its eggs in one basket, if you will, regarding the wind. And, you know, that, I, I think there are a lot of people on the waterfront that read that article this weekend, this week, Tim, and said, told you so. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we haven't gone too far down the road where we're not going to be able to recoup the expenses and not able to alter what we've done so that we can, 
you know, continue to support the thriving waterfront that we have, not only the fishermen, but all the ancillary services that go along with fishing in our city. Well, one one thing I want to ask you about, Councilor Giesta, and we talked about this a little bit, Council President Morad and I, in the past, but the the Zaitarian is looking for a 99-year lease. That lease had to go back and be revised. And, and do you have any semblance? I know you've been following up on this. Do you have any semblance as to what is being revised and what, what, what that lease agreement is shaping up to look like now? Well, it seems like every single time I call to get an update, um, there's always a change, a new revision. Uh, we were hoping um, to hold the meeting on August 10th, and of course that was changed because of a revision. And I moved it um, to uh, September, uh, early September, I think, believe it's the 12th, at 6.30 prior to uh, an affordable housing meeting. I called the solicitor's office and had a good conversation with uh, Mr. Jake and then he proceeded to tell me again because, you know, I hadn't gotten a copy of the new lease. And so I called him and, you know, hey, uh, still waiting for the lease. Uh, you know, the meeting is coming up soon. Uh, could you please let me know what's happening? And proceeded to tell me again that there were more changes to the lease. So I don't think at this time... Uh, we're going to be holding that 6.30 meeting because, one, I don't think a half hour is going to be enough time for my colleagues and myself to ask questions. Um, and I did ask the solicitor to put a cover letter explaining what the changes are. But at this time, I just don't think it's going to work out uh, to hold uh, the meeting on September 12th at 6.30. I'm looking at moving it to later in the month, uh, Counselor um, uh, Shane Burgo was kind enough to give me one of his dates that he had on hold. Um, and I'm hoping that there won't be any more changes and that we can go forward and uh, get copies of the new lease with the changes and then be prepared to hold a meeting um, so that we can ask our questions. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to talk to the solicitor today um, because I, I did ask him to please get back to me by Friday to see where we are. But at this time, uh, there's no way I can hold this meeting in early September without really knowing what the changes are. And as we know, the mayor is um, in the Azores at this time. So we'll see, Tim. Uh, there's always changes, and I guess we're always the last ones to know. And I'll support that 100%, Tim, because, you know, most of my colleagues work. Um, you know, this lease is lengthy. I know the last lease that was presented to us along with the administration's papers at the council meeting, you know, I took the time to read it. I had numerous questions. Uh, I spoke to Attorney Garatowski about some of my concerns, only to find out that that's not the final lease. I mean, uh, give me the document that we're planning on, you know, approving, the one we've agreed to, and let's do it once instead of doing this over and over and over. And this is not something, honestly, if it happens once in a while, that's one thing. But this is not something I've witnessed with other administrations. You know, generally, once you get a document, it's the document. I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on, and I don't know why there are so many changes to this lease. Uh, I do know that people on the council, and I won't speak for anybody specifically, but have concerns about the length of this lease. 
I don't know if that's what the administration is reacting to. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, and meanwhile, the the work has begun on on what they're doing. So they're they're planning on that lease getting signed at some point. Well, yeah, we <laughs> hope. Um, but again, <laughs> well, I'm not going to go forward with yeah. holding a, a meeting without really knowing what's in a lease and give people time to read it and ask questions. I think it's it's only fair that we know it's in a lease that could potentially be uh, for a long period of time. Uh, I, I mean, I've had my uh, concerns on some, you know, a couple of the issues. You know, we like to hear from the the administration um, what they're looking at and uh, what they're putting forward in the lease. Um, but at this time, there's there's always changes, and I can't hold a meeting without really knowing what's in a lease um, that could potentially be for 99 years. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, I have a very thankfully, thankfully, I have a very good working relationship uh, with the solicitor and uh, and I think with the mayor. Uh, but you, you just never know, and uh, we want to make sure that everything is precise and legal. Um, and and you know the people of the city need to have a voice in it too. So uh, we all appreciate the Zaitarian, but uh, we also want to make sure that our eyes are dotted and our T's are crossed. Um, so we'll see, Tim. I, I hope that I can go forward with a meeting, um, you know, sooner rather than later. But I'm not going to hold a meeting with these constant changes. It's not fair. It's not fair to us, and it's not fair to the residents of the city. Sure. Uh, one one other thing I'd like to discuss, too. Uh, Council President Morad, the council had voted to... Um, make some changes to the city code, consolidating the city council and clerk of committee departments. And that's been vetoed by, by the mayor. Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm shocked. Uh, so in the budget hearings this year, um, Dennis Farias, our clerk, made a recommendation to the financial team in the city that it was time to consolidate our clerk of committees and our city council office. Um, and we made that change. We made that recommendation. The financial team agreed. We presented the budget numbers. We're saving the city um, in salaries. We cut, a, we cut a position. We're saving the city in salaries and um, benefits, almost uh, $45,000 a year. And um, that got approved through the budget process. So the next natural step is to uh, update the code of the city so that the verbiage is correct, reflecting a consolidated department. We no longer have a clerk of committee's department. So Attorney Gerritowski and uh, Clerk Farius went through the code. Uh, I reviewed their recommended changes, and we made the changes so that now the city code looks like the way we're operating. And we, uh, we uh, put it on the council agenda um, a couple months ago now. We uh, heard it. We moved it to a second reading. We uh, advertised it, and we final actioned it at the last committee meeting. Uh, I don't know what kind of debate is needed on that issue. It's basically housekeeping. Uh, but the administration sent a letter um, with a, with a um, veto saying that it wasn't a public process. And I'm, I'm scratching my head saying, I'm not sure how this isn't a public process. We've been discussing it now since the budget was 
was um, presented back in, in early May. So I, I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, haven't had, I know that uh, John was planning on going away. I'm having an opportunity to chat with him about why he would veto that type of housekeeping issue. He indicated there was no public debate, which I beg to differ. And he also indicated that his administration didn't have the ability to weigh in. And again, I'm shaking my head. Um, you know, that paperwork was public in the council agenda. And, you know, in addition to that, you know, oftentimes we will invite the admin, a representative of the administration to join us at meetings and, and they decline. So I, I'm not really sure what the reason is for that. I'm anxious to have a conversation with him, but uh, I, I don't think my colleagues have any concern about what we're doing. They would have raised it with either myself, Attorney Garatowski, or Clerk Farias. Hmm. Uh, Council Jester, I don't know if you want to add to that. I I I think you said everything that um, I would have said. So I, again, I don't understand what what the veto is about. It makes no sense. We've always been uh, open. Uh, we've discussed this uh, in open meetings, and I don't know. I I, I don't understand the mayor's uh, opposition to this, as Council President Morad just said. Many times, I mean, at all times, we invite the administration to come uh, to speak at, our, at the meetings and hearings, and many times they say no, or many times they don't even show up. So I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, this is a house cleaning issue, and I think we've done a very good job of it. And um, again, I, I don't understand what the mayor's opposition is. Well, why he vetoed this? It makes no sense. Yeah, and and the veto was was, you know, about the process more so than about the actual consolidation. Is that is that a fair assessment, Council President Morad? Or yeah, I think it is. Yep. And uh, you know, again, I don't understand why because, as I said, we discussed this with the financial team when we were proposing our budget, and you know, we've gone through this. We went through this in the budget hearings as well. And uh, as I said, they placed it on the agenda as for the documentation for what we were doing is public knowledge on that agenda. And uh, again, he didn't raise it at all. As you know, I uh, meet with uh, the administration every other week. We have uh, interesting discussions about issues. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. Um, I didn't raise it because, again, it's been it's housekeeping. There's really, honestly, there's really nothing to discuss here. But he didn't raise it either, and um, I was quite surprised when the veto showed up this week. Hmm. Well, uh, speaking of changes, there's some changes coming to the CERTA bus routes, and there's actually going to be a meeting happening, Council President Morad, where they're going to discuss these changes. Yeah, um, and I'm hoping that the residents are paying attention to this. Uh, if the meeting is in the public library uh, downtown on September 14th, I think it starts at 1.00. And, um, you know, hopefully WBSM will help to uh, put that information out there. But there are uh, several changes to bus routes that will affect people in the city. And I, uh, they're proposed. I shouldn't say they're um, a given at this point. And that's what the public hearing is about. And, um, you know, they've done their homework in the information that they have accompanied their public meeting information. And it is out on their website if anyone wants to go out and look and say that, you know, they've checked the ridership, et cetera. But uh, these, these are changes that, in some cases, eliminate bus service uh, to specific neighborhoods in our city. And I would want to, I'm planning on attending, I'm sure a couple of my colleagues who 
whose areas are affected will join me and, um, you know, to listen to what the reasoning is and to see if anyone has a concern. Um, to me, if you're, if you're concerned about ridership, maybe your first step is to reduce the size of the bus that you're sending that you say is empty uh, before you take the steps of eliminating the service totally. And, for example, um, you know, in my neighborhood, there is a, a move to eliminate the north end route north of Phillips Road. And, um, you know, that could be an issue for people who utilize the bus service to come to either the, uh, the business park and or to come to the uh, nursing facilities that are here in the North End. So I know Council is aware of it, and we've chatted about it a little bit. And as I said, I'm hoping that there will be good attendance at the meeting. Of course, it's a Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock, which always concerns me, which is why many years ago the Council, even though we were criticized, passed a, an ordinance that said no public hearings for city business are done before 6 o'clock, with the exception of one or two uh, committees like Council on Aging, because you want to give people an opportunity to join us, and they can't join us if they're working. Right, and 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 Councilor Giesta, you know, in your ward, you have a lot of folks who are dependent on on bus service and the bus routes to be able to get them where they need to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that down on Riverside Avenue, where we have, uh, you know, elderly housing down on Whalers Cove and Whalers Place, and I, I know that a lot of those residents wanted to expand the bus service. And I agree. I, I'm one of those people that truly believe that a city like New Bedford should really expand bus services. And it's, it's always disappointing when they cut back on the hours. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, their justification for this. I, I truly believe that, uh, again, we should be expanding it, not cutting it back. Because we, we do have an elderly uh, population in the city, and they rely very heavily on the bus. And I agree with Council President Mora that if you don't want a full-size bus, then get a smaller bus um, to do these routes. And, you know, I, I think there's also a problem of people not knowing. Uh, you know, everybody relies on, um, you know, their phones and the Internet and looking things up. Well, a lot of the elderly don't know how to use those services and don't know other than calling. You know, let me call Sorda and find out what time the, the bus is coming this week today. Um, not everybody can rely on the Internet and uh, looking up a website. They don't have that ability. They don't know how to do it. So I, I'm very disappointed that uh, Sorda continues to cut back on bus services. And I'm one of those, along with Council President Morad and a few of our colleagues that are pushing for more bus service in the city. And it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say. And I also agree that holding a meeting at 1 o'clock in the afternoon really demonstrates that they don't want to hear from the public, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially since, Tim, there's really no other mode of transportation. It's not like we're Boston and you can hop on the T. You know, there's really, for those that don't have a vehicle, um, you know, there's really no other mode of transportation. Yeah. We'll see. Again, I hope uh, I hope WBSM will help us in spreading the word. I know my colleagues and I will do our best to do it through social media as well. And hopefully some people will come out and, first of all, listen and uh, voice their opinion. And that'll be Thursday, September 14th at 1230. Uh, uh, Is it 1230? On, yep, listen on the SERTA site. Yep, and, and the third floor meeting room of the public library. So we'll make sure we keep reminding people of that. And uh, and next week, Council President Morad will be joined by yourself and Councilor Burgo. 
Yes, we'll be with you. Um, Council Burgo will be uh, sure to update all your listeners regarding our first public hearing that he's hosting regarding mm-hmm. affordable housing. It's on the 12th, and uh, we'll fill you in on that. And uh, any anything else that's going on. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me. I hope you have a great long weekend. You too. Thank you, Sam. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for the time. Yep. All right. That is New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. Right now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Two people are dead after a shooting at a mall in Texas. It happened Thursday at the Arbitorium Shopping Center, where they pronounced where they were pronounced dead on the scene. One person was taken to the hospital with critical injuries, while two others were evaluated for minor. The gunman is in custody. Former President Trump is showing off new merchandise featuring his Georgia mugshot. More from Mark Mayfield. In a video posted on Truth Social, Trump slammed Fulton County officials, saying they made him look like a criminal. He went on to add that the mugshot has raised his campaign over $10 million since it was released before holding up the shirt at the end of the video. Trump faces four criminal indictments with the Georgia case, the only one in which a mugshot was taken. I'm Mark Mayfield. More than 14 million people are expected to pass through the nation's airport this Labor Day weekend. The TSA is bracing for a high volume of travelers Friday through Wednesday, September 6th. Friday is projected to be the busiest travel day, with nearly 3 million people passing through security checkpoints. TSA Administrator David Pekorski says the travelers should arrive to the airports early and check the TSA's What Can I Bring tool online. Oprah Winfrey and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are announcing a new fund to help people affected by the Maui wildfires. Trey Thomas has more. The two celebrities have launched the People's Fund of Maui, which they say will give cash directly to those in impacted areas. They've kicked off the campaign by donating $10 million. Winfrey has a home in Maui, and Johnson spent part of his childhood in Hawaii. He said community leaders in Maui are offering their guidance to ensure the money will go to those who need it most. I'm Trey Thomas. White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf is speaking out for the first time about a shooting a week ago at a White Sox game that left two women wounded. Reinsdorf said the team has gathered information about the incident. Reinsdorf's comments come after interim Chicago Police Superintendent Fred Waller said earlier this week that investigators believe the gunfire originated inside Guaranteed Rate Field. A lawyer for one of the women also issued a statement this week claiming that his client did not bring a gun to the park and accidentally fire it. And Taylor Swift is giving fans who missed out on tickets to her Eras tour a chance to experience it in a different way. The singer-songwriter will release Taylor Swift, the Eras tour film to movie theaters on October 13th. AMC Theaters says the concert film will play at all of its U.S. locations for at least four times a day on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays during its run. In sports, the Boston Red Sox will go to Kansas City as they are set to play against the Royals for a new series. First pitch is at 8.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast.
As we head into this holiday weekend, we have a gorgeous stretch of nice, mostly sunny weather ahead. For today, we do have a rip current statement. So if anybody heading out to the beach, just be aware that we have dangerous rip currents through this evening. Overall, today it's going to be mostly sunny. We've got a high near 74 degrees. Overnight tonight, clear and cool, low of 57. For Saturday, plenty of sunshine, highs near 74. And for Sunday, a few clouds warming up, high near 79 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Right now, it is 61 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. WBSM. In uh, 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and be heard. Stay tuned because coming up in just a bit, it'll be time for South Coast Now with Marcus Farrow and Chris McCarthy. And they will be, uh, they've always got great Friday shows, but of course they'll be getting you into the long weekend. By the way, on Monday, we will all be taking the day off. So you'll have some syndicated program to carry you through, but everybody will be back Tuesday. Uh, but right now though, I've got to take a break because I'm behind a break. So let's do that and be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. It is Labor Day weekend. It is the time to have your big end of summer blowout. And joining us now, we have Eric from the Butcher Shop. We're going to be talking about some of the great stuff you can get over there to help wrap up your summer the right way. And Eric, I think nothing says, you know, wrapping up summer, like getting yourself a nice tomahawk steak, throwing that on the grill and treating yourself to something really special for the holiday weekend. Hey. Hello? Hello, Eric. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, I was just I was just saying that, uh, you know, here it is, Labor Day weekend, you know, celebrating how hard people work, their final end of the weekend of the summer, and, you know, what better way to celebrate than to treat yourself to something like a nice tomahawk steak on the grill? This is it, man. You're right. It's the end of it. Eat it together now or else you're going to suffer. <laughs> you're going to be outside in the wintertime uh, cooking, so you're better off getting it now. Yeah, and, and you... Right. You've got great stuff there to, to, to really treat people here uh, for the, the end of the season. You've got sirloins. You've got, uh, you've got everything that you could want to throw on the grill. I got sirloins. I got ribeyes. I got terrace major. I got, I got whatever you want. I got everything for the grill, man. I, really do. I got fillets. A lot of stuff, man. I got marinated meat. We got chicken. I got everything. And if somebody comes in and says to you, you know, what do you recommend of how, to, how I should best prepare this? You've got everything that you need there, right there for them, all the different seasonings and everything that they might want to add to that. Yeah, I do. I have everything. Listen, I can I get it ready for you, or I'll just, you know, I can steer you in the right d- direction. You know what I'm saying? 
Do you have a, a favorite way to kind of say goodbye to the summer? Do you have a favorite meal that you like to cook on Labor Day weekend? But honestly, uh, everybody's different. You know, I like stuff with a bone. I like steak tips and stuff, too. I, you know, I, I like everything. I like burgers. Good burgers are good. I got bacon burgers. I got linguisa burgers. I got regular burgers. I got seasoned burgers. I can add vegetables to the burgers. I can do whatever you want. That makes them super healthy, right? Throw a vegetable in there. It's like having a diet. It's like having a salad with your burger. Yeah, it's a vegan burger. <laughs> nah, ah, nah. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, so you had mentioned you had mentioned that you like stuff with the bone, and and I think that that bears you know mentioning to folks that the bone actually does make a difference in in the meat that you're buying. Yeah, the bone's cool, man. I like it. I like tomahawks. Tomahawks are good. It's a ribeye. It's prime rib with that extra bone on it. What are you gonna do? It is what it is. Everybody yeah. likes the bone. And of course, you've got some great seafood there too. If people want to get some of the the codfish, if they want to get some of the lobster, you've got all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, I got lobsters. I got codfish. I got little necks. Uh, today's Friday. Friday, I fry a lot of fish too. I got fried fish. You know, like that old style Portuguese stuff with a moule on it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I got that today. Yeah, lots of great stuff already pre-made. People can pop right in and get yeah. some lunch. Yeah, I got bakiao gumsa today. I got a lot of stuff, man. Sounds like uh, sounds like this is the place people have to go to get ready for this weekend. Come on down. I got chicken wings today. Fried chicken wings. I'm in the kitchen right now cooking stuff. Well, uh, we will let you get back to it, but thanks for joining us and keeping us updated on all the great food over there at the Butcher Shop. Again, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Stop on by. See Eric. He will have something special there for you. Thank you, Timmy. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Later. And uh, again, if you don't get over there and you don't celebrate the end of summer right, well... As Eric said, you might end up out there in the, the snow trying to grill yourself a tomahawk steak. Listen, I that's the one thing Eric and I disagree on. I will grill all year round. I'm not afraid to go out there in the cold weather, and the butcher shop is open year round for you to make sure that you can get all of that great quality food no matter what time of year. But, again, have an end-of-summer blowout. You deserve it. It's Labor Day, where it's the day that we celebrate how hard you've worked all year Treat yourself to something at the Butcher Shop, 123 Dharma Street in New Bedford. Got to take one more break here. We'll be back in a few moments. falsetto in today's music i don't think where what happened to find young cannibals i think they ended up eating each other but uh yeah that's uh, one of the great songs of the 80s and certainly a song that um I, I i think stands the test of time i don't know can you still say that she drives you crazy uh 
Gee, I don't know. So uh, we were talking before. Uh, you heard me mention the... Well, you heard uh, Council President Moore had mentioned that that bus meeting. And I got a couple app chat messages just asking for me to give that detail out again of the uh, when you can expect that meeting to take place. Uh, it is happening. Hold on. I just lost it. Give me one second. It is happening on September 14th at 1230 p.m. at the main branch of the New Bedford Public Library in the third floor meeting room. So CERTA is seeking public comment on proposed changes to its New Bedford routes, and they encourage you to come and provide your comments in person at the hearing. However, if you are unable to attend, they will accept comments in a variety of formats. Uh, all, comments, all comments received before the hearing date will be included in the public record for the service change. It will be considered with the same weight as in-person comments. So if you go to the CERTA website, which is CERTABUS.com, S-R-T-A, bus.com if you go to that website they have all the different ways you can send it in whether via email which is info at certabus.com whether it be through postal mail whether it be through voicemail or you can even text it to them and they have it all there now the proposed changes are all listed on there they are proposing with route 9 eliminating service on Fonz Corner Road north of the Dartmouth Mall and eliminating service on Cross Road Route 203, Dartmouth Street. That's a couple of uh, alternative ideas that they have for that. Route 204, Ashley Boulevard. Hold on, I'm just scrolling through here and seeing what else. Route 205, South Central. Route 206, Shawmut Ave. Route 208, Mount Pleasant Street. Route 210, Dartmouth Mall. Route 211, Fairhaven. And Route 221, the North End Shuttle. So those are all some of the routes that are looking at potential changes, which you can read more about at the CERTA website, srtabus.com. And then you can see what you think about those changes and you can send in your comments if you can't make it there in person. And again, as, uh, as Council President Morad mentioned, it's at 1230 in the afternoon, so not everybody has the opportunity to attend a meeting at that time. So take advantage of these other ways to offer comment if that's what you need to do. But have your voice be heard. And, uh, and again, as easy as texting in or emailing in what it is that you want to have on the record, your thoughts toward these changes. And you can see the, the maps with the detailed changes on the website. I think that, uh, you know, for those of you who use the bus, any change could have an effect directly. You know, you might look at that and say, well, it still gets me where I'm going. I'm still going to be able to get to the regular stop that I normally would on that route. Yeah, but take into account the fact that if the route changes, so could the timing of when you get that bus and how long it takes you to get to where you're going. So it's not just about the actual layout of the route, but it's about how the bus goes down that route and how that might affect the, the timing and the changes that you have going on. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Very excited here because uh, we are just days away from the start of the NFL season. That'll be kicking off next week. And the New England Patriots will kick off their season on Sunday, September 10th. And all the Patriots action will be right here on WBSM. On September 10th, the Patriots will face off against the Philadelphia Eagles with a kickoff at 425, which means pregame here on WBSM starts at 125. And you'll be able to catch that and every Patriots game here on WBSM thanks to our sponsors, Shooting Supply, Primacare, 
and D&J Enterprises. And we're working on some ideas to have some, uh, some cool little Patriots things during the course of the season so that you can have more information, more, more um, details about the team that you might be able to use for various purposes. That could be fantasy football. That could be even betting. We can say betting because it's legal now in Massachusetts. And I'm excited to see what happens with this being the first NFL season where sports betting is legal in Massachusetts. In fact, working to have something uh, on a regular basis regarding that here so that you, if you want to take part, you can, you can actually be armed with the knowledge that you need. But I, I'm probably going to place a bet on that first game on the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. I guess it depends on what the spread is, but we'll see. Uh, 508-996-0500. Let me take my last break of the morning. And welcome back in. We're just about out of time here, but uh, coming up after the 9 a.m. news, we will have Chris McCarthy and Marcus Ferro here with you with South Coast Now. And, uh, and of course, I'll be back on Tuesday. In fact, the entire WBSM staff has taken Monday off for Labor Day because, you know, when you have a holiday celebrating how hard you've worked all year, everybody here has worked so hard, they deserve to have the day off. Remember remember before I was the brand manager when we didn't get holidays off like that? And then that was the first thing that when I became the brand manager, I said, all right, well, everybody's getting holidays off now. And even even the news people get the day off. That and you also um, ended anybody being allowed to wear neckties. <laughs> You're totally informal culture now here at WBS. Because I show up in a T-shirt and shorts every day? No more neckties. Wearing a blue moon right. T-shirt? Hey, listen, it's radio. We don't have to dress to impress. That, By the way, that did impress me. That we didn't impress? Right. That, but the funny thing is, is I thought that, and I was like, oh, it's radio. I can wear a T-shirt and shorts. And then, then they say to you, oh, we have a meeting with a client. If you want to come in, and, um, here I am in my Blue Moon T-shirt, and the client is Bud Light. <laughs> really? No, they didn't really no. happen. <laughs> but I could, I could see it happening. See, it's much better to lie to the audience, including me. No, I, I don't that want... That was a better story. I, I don't want you to think I'm on the verge of being fired for wearing... A non-advertiser T-shirt. Uh, we also, I think, uh, you know, as part of this, you know, getting the, the holiday off, it gives us a chance to recharge and get ready because we've got a lot of stuff that's going to be happening coming up in September. Uh, before we know it, it's going to be the preliminary election in October for all the city offices. And then, of course, the regular election in November. So everybody needs a day to recharge. If anyone participates. Oh, I don't know. I, People have totally lost confidence in the electoral system of New Bedford. And I for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.